1: Is your Christian faith a one-time act, or is it a process? And if it's a process, how do you work through it? From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, greetings and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, will take us to Numbers chapter 11. Now he's entitled The Message, as we'll hear in just a moment, Navigating Through the Process. And indeed, our lives as Christians is a process. We go from season to season, from grace to grace. It's not just a one-time act and then you sit and watch everyone else from the sidelines. Join us as we understand what it means to navigate through the process. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: There's people that come to church and they're here and they they like the songs, they love what's done, but they haven't fully got incorporated into what God is desiring yet. But they come and instead of them being influenced, they start to become influencers. And we, all of us, as saints of God, is my mom going out? I need this mic on. We good? And all of us, as saints of God, we have to be mindful of this. We're in the world. We're not of the world. We're going to be having people that are coming to, to get to know us, be a part of us, want to be friends. People that... May, may not necessarily be all the way in the camp, but they want to, they, they're, they're in that discovery mode. And for them, God had no problem with them traveling with the mixed multitudes. They were not a part of the camp or Israel per se, but they were a part of the camp. They weren't a part of Israel per se, but they were a part of camp. He says they were the mixed multitude. These individuals were the first ones that started to have strong cravings. And sometimes in the church, it's the same way. People are here, but they still have strong cravings for things that they used to do. Still have strong cravings for the direction that they used to go. They still have strong cravings for things that that, that used to appeal to them. And, And God is trying to bring them in. And ultimately, people sometimes begin to have strong cravings for things in their lives that are more familiar to them man i want to go to church but man i don't have any problem going to the club sometimes man have you fully given your life to god well you know i'm just i'm going through this road i'm i'm in the process you know we you know I'm, i'm you know i'm liking this i'm feeling this but but you know what i'm just not i'm feeling it though i'm feeling it i'm i'm feeling good let's go to church But if you go to church, you know, you're going to have to start letting some things go that you used to like. Are you willing to give those things up? Well, I don't know. The problem that we've had in the body of Christ in the church is we have people like that. That are in that condition and state, which is fine because all of us have gone through this transition in life. But instead of us. Holding firm to the desires of the Lord and the cravings of the Lord and the things that the Lord is trying to instill within his his camp, if you will. We start allowing the world to influence us instead of us influencing the world. We start allowing those people's, that kind of person's desires to start to influence the church. Why? Because I want to have a big mega church. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have any kind of standard. I don't want to make it, I don't want to make it too rough. But listen to the wording here, y'all. Now the mixed multitude, verse 4, who were among them yielded to intense cravings. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? So the mixed multitude yielded, and when they yielded, what did the children of Israel do? They started to yield to it. Saints, be careful about who you are allowing to influence you. As a pastor of this church and as uh, the leaders in this church, be careful about who you're allowing to influence you. Strong cravings, strong cravings can beget strong cravings. And we have to be sensitive about it. Doesn't mean that we stop hanging around with people that don't know the Lord. It doesn't mean that we, don't, that we stop, you know, uh, seeing people that and hanging out with people that, that don't know. It doesn't mean that we stop doing all that. It just means that we can kick it. We can hang out, but I'm not going to let your cravings become my cravings because your cravings are going to be different than my cravings. When we start, we start yielding ourselves to cravings based on the, the influence of other people that aren't fully a part of the group, then what happens is, We'll find ourselves going down the wrong road. And and I love God, how he inspired Moses to pin this, because it's important that we see this. The mixed multitude wasn't bad. It was their cravings that were bad. And the fact that Israel began to yield to the same cravings as the mixed multitudes. So now the world is trying to put pressure on the church. Hey, stop saying that homosexuality is a sin. Stop, start, hey, stop saying that, you know, that, you know, hey, if a person is transgender and they want to go to a, uh, they're a man and they want to go to a a girl's bathroom, that's okay. And the world is trying to put pressure on the church. Can I have an amen? Can I talk about this this morning, y'all? It's trying to put pressure on the church to conform to their cravings. But we're not conforming to their cravings. Can I have an Amen. I don't know about you. I don't want some man who thinks he's a woman to be in the bathroom with my daughter. And for all of them, I'm not, hey, listen, everybody needs to be saved. I'm not, hey, I'm not against, you know, anybody per se. I'm just saying what is morally right is morally right. And what is morally wrong is morally wrong. And we have to stop letting the mixed multitudes influence us. Because now churches are just saying, well, yeah, that's a good idea, huh? Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. And whole denominations and people groups and and people are now caving into this this pressure. Instead of saying, I'm not going anywhere. Throw me in jail, whatever you want to do. I I don't care. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to support that. And we have to get this in our spirit, in our minds, and in our hearts because The moment we start giving into this, that the people are desiring, even the mixed multitude are desiring, then we may gather people, but we start losing God. And that's the real problem. Their flesh desired it. So Israel also began to desire it. And this is sad. He says here in verse five, we remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. He says, but now our whole being, he says, is dried up. We see in the natural what they were going through, but we also have to see the same in the spirit. We have to see the transition that's taking place also in the spirit and what's happening with the church right now. People are to the place where they're tired of what they've been they're tired of the journey pastor kaufman you know uh, i was talking to a brother in the church and you know he 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 goes he goes and he drinks and parties and does all this stuff and and he doesn't seem like he's having any problems Uh, you know I, i just don't you know i don't know i'm starting to people start craving what they used to have you know, I've been single for a long time, and, and it's such and such is, you know, they they they're doing anything, and I, I don't see where there's a problem with me. And, and people start craving what they used to have. Craving what they used to be involved in. Craving what they used to eat. Craving what they used to partake of. They start craving it. I was up in Seattle and hanging out with my boy. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, we we're talking. And, Hey man, you remember what we used to do, man? That was crazy, man. We was wild in college. I was like, yeah, yeah, we was crazy, dog. He's like, yeah, man. You know, it was we was we was wild, man. Wasn't that fun? I was like, nah, 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 nah. To think about it, nah, it wasn't fun. You know, nah, nah, brother. I woke up had hangovers. We tripping. We flipping. We almost getting arrested. No, nah, it wasn't fun, dude. That's why I'm saved now, walking with Jesus. But this is what people do. They, 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 it, and it's not, you know, it's not that people are mean-spirited. It's just that people think fun is wilding out, acting crazy in the streets. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and then, well, you know, I go to church too, you know. and you know, Yeah, but you can't go to church. You can't really be fully into God's. You can't fully walk with God. If you're trying to do both, you can't. There's going to be a level of frustration. And, and that is what those type of things, those worldly desires are, are the leeks and the garlics and the this. And the that, and remember we used to eat that, that was good. And God's got you on this process, and and you and I have come this far. And then all of a sudden the devil starts trying to remind you of stuff that you used to partake of, and then try to convince you that it wasn't that bad. But we forget when we were in our bondage, and we were in our mess, and when we had the leaks and the garnish, how much bondage we had in our lives. God gets us out, and we look back, and we wonder, what happened? How is it that I'm getting these cravings again? Maybe it's because you're being influenced by the wrong people at this time. Maybe it's because you got around some church folks that, 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 that say they're walking with Jesus, but they're not really, really, really walking with the Lord. Don't let people convince you that it's okay to walk with Jesus halfway. Give him your all. Give Jesus everything. Can I have an amen, y'all? And this is the thing, and I want to kind of shift this just a little bit. It says here in verse f- 6, But now our whole being is dried up. Therefore, there is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. When we think about manna, God, manna was the was the sustenance for the people of God in their journey. Manna would come forth, just like I said before, every morning, and it would be what was needed for them at that moment to sustain them through the wilderness. This manna kept them. This manna preserved them. It was God's God's design, God's purpose. It was that which was necessary to sustain These human beings through their journey, the mixed multitudes got tired of it, started yearning what they used to have. Now the nation of Israel gets tired of it, starts yearning what they used to have and longing for it. And and in fact, lusting after it. And it became boring to them. It became nothing to them. It became this is this is it. This is all we get. This is all I have. And it became a problem, so much of a problem that they begin to complain, they begin to murmur, they begin to desire, they begin to go after it, they begin to long for it, for something different than that which God was supplying at that moment. But let's go a little deeper with this manna. Go to John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse 41, on down to 45. Look what it says in verse 41. It says, it says, The Jews then complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. This is another way of saying stop complaining. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets that they said that they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who, who has heard and learned from the Father, he says, comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that One may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give him is my flesh, which I shall give for the life, he says, of the world. When you look at the manna that was provided for the nation of Israel in their wilderness journey and the mixed multitudes, it was a type and it was a shadow of that which God would supply ultimately in Jesus Christ as our sustenance through life. He was the, sh- the type. He was the shadow. He was the picture that God was trying to paint for the nation of Israel. That if you feast on him, if you feast on this, you're going to be sustained through life. And And in your wilderness journeys. And for us, it's the same thing. Jesus is painting this picture. That he is the bread. He is the bread of life. He is the manna. He is the one that comes to sustain us. But the problem that we have with Christianity, the problem that we have in the world right now, is that people are tired of him. They they don't want to eat. They don't want to just partake of Jesus anymore. Come on, pastor, give me some smoke and mirrors. Give me some entertainment. Give me some other stuff. We we want some leeks and some garlics. We want some some other stuff. We're getting tired of just hearing about Jesus all the time and singing about Jesus all the time and raising Jesus all the time. We want to have some entertainment, man. Let's, let's, Let's have something else. And this is what happens. People are getting tired of Jesus. They're getting tired of the bread of life. They're getting tired and bored of just that which God has supplied for all humanity. And that's Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. He is the one to sustain it. But people don't, man, I don't want to just go to church and sing. about. How many times are we going to sing about Jesus in here? And so now now churches are incorporating more, more, more secular music. Come on, let's sing some Johnny Cash to get it going. And then we'll go on to worship. Come on, let's, let's do this and, and, and our creativity. Why? Because people are bored. And they're tired of it. Just like the children of Israel in Numbers chapter, chapter 11. The people, they started longing for something more than just the manna. And right now I'm watching this with the church. What happened to the days when we we come to church and the focus is Jesus, the music is about Jesus, the songs are about Jesus, everything's about Jesus, the message is about Jesus, the preaching is about Jesus, that everything's about glorifying God. But we've gotten to this place, saints, where it becomes a self-help Christianity. And the mixed multitudes have so influenced And now people are going, can I preach on this this morning? Now people are going to the secular world to find out how can we entertain our congregants better. How about we open our Bibles and we started reading from the scriptures and preaching the word? How about we have our worship and it's focused on Jesus? How about in our children's church, we teach the kids about Jesus. How about in our youth group, we teach our youth how to focus on Jesus and get to know Jesus. How about we, tr- and, and, but see, people don't want to, oh, well, you know, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but Jesus stops here and he says to these, I'm the bread of life. In essence, and in, in other parts of the Bible, he talks about the manna was, was me. It was Jesus. The manna was Jesus. He was the type in the shadow, and now it's the same thing. We have to stop and say, man, I'm not going to let any mixed multitude convince me that it's okay to do all this other stuff to draw me away from Jesus. I'm not going to do it. I don't want that. I'm not longing for that. I'm not yielding to that. I'm not desiring that. I just, I want to go to church, and I want the preacher and the ministry to teach me more about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Saints, we got to get back to this. We start fighting these other fights over here and start getting, stop getting our eyes off this, and we have to start getting to a place as a body of Christ where this becomes our, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I want to know more about Jesus. I don't care about the strobe lights. I don't care about the smoke. I don't care about dimming the lights. I don't care about the technology and the pyrotechnics. I don't care. I want to know about Jesus. I want his presence. Can I preach this this morning, y'all? I want to know about Jesus. Don't tell me about all this. I don't care. But it's the mixed multitudes. They want the church to become a movie theater. And it's people who are giving in to that, that want it to become, well, Brother Kaufman, don't go too deep with these people. You're going to lose some members. Don't go too far now. Don't start really preaching hard. Because if you start preaching against sin, the people aren't going to like you. Then they're not going to come and then they're not going to give their money. Brother Kaufman, tone it down. Tone it down, bro. If you start preaching too hard and people really start getting saved, then you're going to have a problem. Don't do it. Why do you guys? Hey, do something different. Come on. Come on. Give us something. Something more. The people are bored. Well, listen. Listen. I can only give what I've been commissioned to give. And that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. If you don't like that, then there's a lot of churches you can go to and you can have a good time. But in this house, I want to just declare once again that we are going to glorify Jesus Christ. I'm not saying we are perfect, but we are going to glorify Jesus Christ. I am not going to give in to the pressure of the world, the government, the this, the that. I don't care. I don't care. And we don't have to have a megachurch. We don't have to have. I don't. God didn't say I'm going to give you a megachurch. He said, I'm going to be faithful to you if you're going to be faithful to me. And that's all I need to hear. Can I have an amen, y'all? He didn't promise me nothing else. He didn't promise me nothing else. And in our lives, we have to get to a place where that's enough for us. Jesus, I am not bored. I am not bored with you. Give me this day my daily bread. And that's you, Lord. Lord, today, as a congregation, with all the stuff that's going on, we're not afraid of the mixed multitude. We want people to come in, this church, that are grappling between two worlds, We love it, but Lord, we refuse to be influenced. We are influencers with the truth of the gospel. Lord, forgive us for in any way our hearts are become bored and the manna isn't enough. Lord, we pray that you would readjust our thinking this morning. We would never get bored with worshiping you. Never get bored of hearing your word. Never get bored of being in fellowship with godly people. That we would never get bored and want the, the old leeks and garlics and the lives that we once had that brought us bondage. That we would be people that would constantly be saying every day, I'm going out to get my manna."